friends. Welcome back or welcome to Awkwardly Anna. I'm so glad that you're tuning in again or for the first time today, of course. Thank you for giving me a space to speak what God has placed on my heart to share with the world. I'm so glad you're here and I really hope that you feel encouraged while you are here. For those that are new, I'm Anna Barr of Awkwardly Anna. This new podcast is all about showing up fully in this life, living out your purpose, fulfilling your dreams, and being so fully and authentically you, despite any perceived awkwardness that you might have let hold you back in the past. We're all about getting that in the past, letting that go, embracing your you, and showing up fully in this life. So let's get started. I'm so excited today as today is the day I have on my first podcast guest, my dear friend Maciel. She will say her full beautiful name when we begin and feel free to skip back and listen to it over and over as it's just as beautiful as she is. But Maciel is the owner of Blackhearted Studios, author, writing coach, and the host of not only the How to Write a Book podcast, but also the brand new podcast, The Hopeless Romantic Podcast. She has a beautiful story of knowing who she is, trying to hide who she was, trying things and finding out what her purpose is versus what her purpose is not, as well as going through a traumatizing dog attack, which led her to find the strength she always knew was in her, and finally growing into embracing her personality, who she is, and what she wants out of life, and doing it all. I hope you're as encouraged by her authentically joyful spirit and her story as much as I am. Let's welcome Maciel to the show. Okay, so hello, let's get started officially. Okay, like I said, I have Maciel here with me today, my dear friend. Um, Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell my listeners about your your awesome self. Yes, lovely, lovely. Um, I'm Maciel Valenzuela Castaneda, and uh, yay, I'm super happy to be here. I'm like, I'm like glowing. I'm so, I'm so excited. Um, Anna, it's super awesome. Like you said, dear friend, um, I am a book coach and as well as a fiction and nonfiction writer. Um, I've probably published um, at least maybe like 20 books or so um, on my own. And it's been a really cool journey. Um, And now I am, I used to live up north in, well, up north in San Francisco area. And now I'm in Los Angeles. Um, And it's been a really crazy couple of years um, that have led me to where I am here and I'm I'm excited to share I'm excited to talk about everything so yeah I'm, oh I'm also I forgot to say I'm also um the CEO of Black Heart Story Studios which does like all like writing needs and publishing stuff and I'm also the host of the How to Write a Book podcast for those who need inspiration as well as the YouTube channel and I've just launched um a new podcast um, for romance readers called the Hopeless Romantic dot podcast on Instagram and the the whole podcast is called the hopeless romantic podcast so pretty much just like binge reading romance reads and things like that (laughs) so yeah I love that so if people need help with writing or um, finishing writing editing writing writing a book you can help with all of that yes 
Yes, yes. I have um, different clients for different projects. I, I help them go from idea to finished book. I also help with publishing and launching. I'm doing that with a client right now. Um, that's pretty cool, especially on the indie side, the independent side. I really like doing that. I think that's fun. Um, and then as well as I'll do editing. And I really like editing because I really like tearing papers apart because that's what I used to do back in school. <laughs> so. You need your paper torn apart. She's your girl. That's exactly. <laughs> Me and the red pen are like BFS. Like, I love that. That's yeah. fantastic. That's wonderful. Yes. Okay. And then I know, I know so many people that like romance novels and read romance novels. So you write those and have a podcast for those. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I know. Exactly as you said, like, I mean, um, I was always like, I was like a closeted romance reader. I feel like that's how people are. Yeah. It's like, you don't tell anyone about it. But. It's crazy. It's so funny. Yeah. Cause we're all like, oh, like I like romance, but like, don't tell anyone, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, it's so interesting though. This, I love to share this, like romance out of all the genres is the highest grossing genre. It is the richest genre. Yeah. And it, I guess the reason is from what people have like deduced is that the readers of romance there's so many and they're hungry for more all the time and they have different tastes and different um, niches yeah so they're always reading they're they are will consume for every like one romance writer there's like 10 romance readers or something it's like it's like a crazy that number wild yeah so if you out there want to start writing romance novels that's like a tongue twister you need to contact Maciel for sure oh my gosh I <laughs> would love awesome. to yes I know Fantastic. I love it so now what got you started in that how did you get into to writing to to all of this oh gosh yeah um so I've actually been like a little bit of a writer and an artist since I was a little kid. I used to do my own little graphic novels and my own stories when I was small. And I really try to, it was always, and I didn't even know this back then, but um, I always did like a damsel in distress type of story, right? Where like, you know, she needed help, but, and and I forgot to mention that I'm, I'm, I'm primarily like a paranormal slash fantasy romance writer so she'd always have like magical powers and there'd be like a prince and then he'd come save her and then she would defeat the evil queen and then my stories always used to be something like that um so I started like really young and then, and then um I let's see then life starts happening and you kind of hit like this wall of of like oh gosh like I I I'm not good enough or I can't do this. Alive. Yes. <laughs> and I remember really specifically, I had one memory and I can talk about that in a minute, but, um, I'll just do a summary of like, kind of like where my journey um, is now. So I decided that I was going to become a, what was I going to become? I think I was become a doctor. And then I said, no, no, I hate biology. And then, and then I was, That's good to know about yourself for sure. <laughs> right. I was like, I don't know any of these things. And I'll just tell me what happens after. Um, and then I actually, I think I said I was going to do computers because my uncle, he uh, was an engineer for Apple. And so I was like, computers are pretty cool. So I'll do the computers. Um, and then I was trying to like, I just, I've always loved books. I've always loved books. I was definitely one of those people. And I think we've talked about this before, but like one of those people who like when you're a kid, you'd read books until 4 a.m., you know, like, right? you, that's, yeah, right, and then, then there's your mom saying, like, it's time to go to bed, I'm like, yeah, yeah, just one more minute, right, <laughs> yeah, so totally voracious reader, and my mom, she, um, my mom, actually, her family um, immigrated here from Mexico, and when they were 
trying what's really typical with Mexican families who immigrate um, is that they tend to be, or they tend I don't know about now but back then like the 60s um, you my family would only be like in uh, the United States for one season then they have to go to Mexico for the next season they have to go back and forth in order to oh, like I didn't know that. yeah because it's like you're, you're allowed to stay for a certain amount of time or at least back then I don't know how it is now but you know, a part of the programs were that you could stay, um, but it only be like during the seasons. So the seasons of that were, you know, apples or, or oranges. Um, yeah. And then, um, then they have to go back. And because of that, um, my mom says that her, her entire education suffered, you know, because they were never at one school, not really. Yeah. Um, so she spent a couple months in one school and then she'd do a couple months in another school. Um, and many of the times um, her dad was always very much like, we have to keep working. So it was always about work and then they right. would, could go to school, but it was always very constrained. So my mom was not a good reader. She was good at math though. So that's the skill that she did not give to me. <laughs> yeah. Not that yeah. she didn't give it to you, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that part's possible. <laughs> yeah. And I think it had to do a lot with, you know, how they were raised very business um, oriented and things like that. But reading was not on their top list. So my mom really struggled with reading. And so when me and my sister were growing up, um, she was very adamant that if we were going to get any heads up, it had to be in reading because she felt like she lacked a lot of skills because of what reading could provide for her, you know, just right. doing simple things. Yeah. 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 I mean, it unlocks doors. It unlocks entire worlds that, and she saw that and that's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And not just our fantasy worlds, which I totally love. That was an extra right? benefit. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like being able to, I mean, even to this day, you know, being able to um, read um, a documentation or to understand, you know, contracts and things like that, you know, like, okay. Like that's, that's what reading can do. It's empowering. I mean, it's truly, it's empowering and it's, it's safety for you. It's safety and it's empowering. And that's so cool that she, so how did she encourage that in you? You know, how did she make that such an important part of, you said you and your sister? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of your girl's upbringing. Um, well, first she started reading to us, you know, and I know that you did this for your kids, right? I love that. Yeah. You know, so oh, I, I was such a fan. <laughs> she would read to us um, at night, you know, read to us different books. Um, and then she would reward us. So like if we um, were able to finish like a small, you know, those cute little beginning readers, yeah, yeah. Um, be like, okay, you can do, you can do this, but you have to read this book first. And then, um, you know, as, and then we would start to read to her, um, when we were in the bed together, you know, just like, I'll read you the story, mom, you know, and then that started just to get you kind of like addicted to like the story and I, like, oh, if I read that one, I can't wait to read this one about a dragon and about this. And the next thing you know, like we're onto like those thicker books and then, you know, welcome to Harry Potter series, but you know, so. yeah, there you go. And yeah. I just love that those are such positive experiences too with reading. So not only do you have the positive world you're going to within your books and within your stories, but you have these beautiful moments with your mom and with your sister and with seeing your mom be empowered and your mom empower you and snuggling in bed together, you know, just all those positive, it just opens up so many, so many doors and so many beautiful, beautiful moments. And I love that you have that. Okay, so now tell me about, I told you that I would want to discuss with you, I feel like that everyone, and the point of my podcast is, and I feel like everyone has a story, and everyone has either a thing, or an experience, or a upbringing, or a moment that, or personality trait, you know, something about them that they perceive for a time, for a season, or for most of their life, um, as a setback, or as an awkwardness, or as a outcast, like this makes me weird. This makes me different. 
this makes me not enough. And then if you're one of the fortunate ones, <laughs> like, like, and you get to where you, which everyone can get to this point where you get the confidence and the, the feelings that this actually, you realize that it makes you who you are and it, or it formed this part of who you are and it, it made your life beautiful or it makes you beautiful. What, what do you have for that? Like what about you comes to mind? What do you think of? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, this question, ooh, all right, everybody buckle in. Let's go for it. It's loaded. I mean, this is a, loaded, <laughs> this is a big question. I just asked you like a, a week's worth of questions. You're welcome. All right, I need to go, I need to go get my, my book so I can start writing the memoir down. Right. 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 I need the material. Not to worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, I, I would say there are particularly two things. So there's an event in my life that was part of me for a long time. And then there's also a specifically um, a personality attribute that I thought was like, oh gosh, I wish I wasn't this person. So I, I can, I, I actually would love to weave that into kind of like what, what is, it's made me who I am today. So as a kid, I was very hot tempered. <laughs> it's like, I didn't yeah, know that. Yes, I know. They were like, like they had like nicknames for me, essentially, you know, like they're like, I relate oh. to this. I understand. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. What were some of the nicknames? So, okay. like a little diablito kind of, so like little devil. <laughs> <gasps> That's what that means. Okay, say it again. Diablito. Oh, so, but it sounds so pretty. How can it mean something so I bad? know. Like, usually they say it like in cute terms. Like, oh, oh right. Pablito, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there was, um, oh my gosh, it's literally slipping. But it was another, it's another term in Spanish. And it, and it kind of means like a child, like she's just like has all these like, oh, what's, what was, oh my gosh, I have to text my mom and be like, what is that term that they <laughs> I use? exactly what it was. <laughs> yes. Where it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, this child has like a whole personality inside of her. Like there's like some other person, persona in there. She's a lot. She's a lot to deal with. Um, I can't remember what that term is. Oh my gosh. But uh, my mom was the same way. So it's like, you right, know, yeah. Right. It's like, and it's so funny because, like, I think, I think that, um, uh, as I will, when I think when we were growing up, like, um, the boys they could do that, but the girls, you know, gotta like, gotta be a little lady. So I would agree. I would agree that there had to be a little bit more of a, I don't know if obedient is the right word, but just a calmer nature too a more contained nature. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right. And so it was, that was immediately, um, like, okay, you got to change that about yourself. Like you're too much. Um, you are kind of off the handle. Um, you have a fire in you, but you know, you don't need to fight all the time. Um, and so that was definitely through the years, just, you know, you kind of go back and forth, right? Like you're not sure if you should be and anytime you do, you feel remorse or regret. Um, or you're like, I, I, I can't be this person anymore. I need to change. Right. Um, and the uh, event kind of where I have come to see now is, and I've touched on this a little bit, I think what we've talked about in the past is that I was in an accident. Um, and this wasn't an auto car accident. I had, there was a dog who attacked me and that dog had attacked me at a place of work. And so this turned into a worker's comp case. And essentially it was, um, the kind of attack where I was left with some scars and um, things like that and a spinal injury. So um, that led to the next seven years, eight years of me being like in excruciating pain. 
Um, and the reason for that was because I was like invisibly disabled, um, which is like, I didn't know that that was a thing. Um, mm -hmm. but now I do where like, I totally look fine from the outside, but inside, um, I'm not only in a lot of pain, but like I'm, I'm starting to suffer from um, the parathesis and neuropathy where like your nerves are starting to get, you know, they're not working the way that they should. Um, and the doctors would like, you know, stab me with little pins essentially. And like I, my muscles weren't reacting and it was causing a lot of problems. And um, essentially what I ended up happening was that I was trying to get through this emotionally, physically, and I just started to spiral. Um, I had become depressed and um, I was not seeing any light then in the tunnel. And I was always in so much pain that I was just lashing out and, and hurting my relationships as well. Yeah. And I hope this is okay to talk about, but I also kind of developed of an abusive relationship with alcohol during that time. That is 100% fine. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I didn't, I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. Okay. Um, so, um, essentially, um, you know, you kind of just get to this point where the years have passed and I've been trying to talk to doctors and they're all telling me like, well, you know, you're, you're injured, but you're not injured enough, you know, and it just like, a certain point before getting help. Yeah. And it's like, I totally understand what they mean, especially because I mean, going back to my uncle, who's an engineer at Apple, I mean, he was actually, um, he got polio um, a year after he was born because that was when during the polio yeah. epidemic. Yeah. And so he's never had the use of his legs. And so we have this kind of like um, standing mantra in my family that it's like, hey, if you have, if you have your body, if God has blessed you with your body, then, you know, you don't complain essentially. Exactly. Yeah. If you can use your legs, you can use your full body. Yeah. 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 And, and that's been a really good, uh, strong work, work ethic, but it also, um, it really hindered me from asking for help. Cause I was like, you know, I, I look fine, so I'm not gonna, I'm okay. I have this still, you know, that almost like that backwards excuse making, you know, which is like where it's like, well, I'm not this bad or I don't have it this bad, you know? So you kind of then downplay your own, your heart is your heart. Yes, yes, exactly. Your heart is your heart. And I was downplaying it for a long time. And I remember I actually talked to um, a friend that we know. Um, and she, she said that she had gone through the same thing. She had actually gone through, uh, I think, uh, child labor three times. And then she had the same injury that I had. And she was like, child labor was easier than the spinal injury that we had. And because yeah. I've never gone through child labor. So I was like, okay, this sounds like, sounds pretty this painful. Is good. This is good intel for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I ended up at this point um, where I was just not where I wanted to be. You know, right. I actually, I had graduated with my degree in English. Um, and that was funny because I ended up crying to my parents. Like, I want to be a writer. I don't want to be in computers. <laughs> that was God pushing me, you know, uh, because I was always like, you know, God, like, like, I want to be this, but the world says I need to do this instead, you know, and praying and saying like, can I take this leap? And that has been a journey in itself. And now, now I'm like at this place after seeing the miracles that have worked in my life, I'm like, you've got me. The faith, the faith is just so important and knowing that, you know, you love me and that you're there for me, you know, kind of having, having that faith with the Lord. And I'm, I, I'm going, I'm just going on a tangent. No, I love it. I love it. It's your story. Oh, cool. It's perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And so, um, when I was kind of in this dark place, I was a technical writer in the Silicon Valley, um, which was fine, but it, it was a high paying job. 
but I didn't like it. I was in a lot of pain and I was definitely drinking a lot and binge drinking a lot. Um, and then I actually was so depressed that the man, the Lord put in my, my mind confidence, the word confidence. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll look it up. Cause I was, um, I was trying to numb myself from my job a lot. So right. I was looking at podcasts. And so I looked at podcast confidence and oh. then, <laughs> yeah, oh. this is going somewhere. <laughs> so then that's how I found the confidence coach, Trish Blackwell. Yay. Yay! Life changing, life changing. Yes. Lives. I mean, honestly, she it changes lives. She is. She <laughs> is. And I, I were listening to her and I had not had that voice, you know, that voice of encouragement, that voice that says, you know, I can be more, but I'm also loved right now. Um, and I was like, just, and that started my journey. That really started me going. That was several years ago. And um, I signed up for, you know, her program. And I was like, you know, I, I have these things, I have these obstacles. Um, I know I, I don't want to fight for my spinal injury just because it's so much work. Um, people have it worse than I do. I want to be a writer, but I'm not sure. Um, and I have my English degree, but I just, I don't feel like as if I'm good enough or, or I can do this. Um, and slowly, slowly but surely, and I was doing the exercises that she had on there and I was also um, praying more. I downloaded like the version app and then also journaling. And it really did take baby steps, baby steps to start to acknowledge the person that I was inside because I had buried her down so deep at that point right. that she didn't, she, it's almost like she hadn't existed. And when I started taking steps forward and I started being bold and I started saying, I'm going to call this doctor and say, no, you're wrong. There's something wrong with me, you know, or just saying like, I'm going to write, I'm going to sign up for this program. And I'm, this, this is a large amount of money that I'm going to try to do. And even though I already have my English degree, I want to finally make this dream a reality and going for those little step-by-step I realized also that I had been repressing that small girl inside of me, That's you know? Right. Yeah. Now, and so what, what characteristics of that small Maciel were coming out as you started doing this deep work yeah. that was so important and was so like you were unearthing who you are? What aspects was it? Because it's not that you were a little devil, but what, what was it really? Yeah, I would say it was fire you know, and somebody had so graciously told me this when I was a kid, but I buried it alongside with the little devil. They're like, you're full of fire. You have a fire in you. And I was like, I was like, okay. You know, and as I started to speak up, I started, what I started to do is I started to call lawyers and I, and of course I needed help on the workers comp side. Right. And I started to say like, you know, Hey, I'm going to set the boundaries at work. Um, and I'm trying to do it with love and grace. And it was still something that I'm, I'm, balancing but I realized that that girl who spoke up for herself the one who she was saying like I don't want to do this or, or I do want to do this I needed her and I I actually loved her I loved her she was she's she would go for something and even if it didn't turn out the way that she wanted it to she was still going to go for it and that was a trait that I had buried and that has led me to where I am now 
you know, and um, using that and, and rebuilding and reconnecting, um, I found a great lawyer and also giving it to God too was like, um, I was like, you know, hey, here you go. Um, I, well, yeah, I'm like, let's do it. In your court now, guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just like, let's go for it. Um, I, I won the workers comp case after seven years. I got, I won a surgery for my spine. Yeah. Um, and I spent about a year and a half recovering and now I'm absolutely pain-free and all my toes work and my calf ah. muscles respond well. <laughs> yeah. And I'm exercising again and I can do car rides. And honestly, a low point was when my ba uh, my boyfriend had to take me to the bathroom because I couldn't go on my own. Well, and yeah. now I'm like, right? You can go to the bathroom and you're like, I can do this on my own. You know, that's really- that's huge yes. that, that's huge I mean people have no idea what that feels like you know what that changes you know to not be able to do such a seemingly personal task you know on your own that's huge yeah okay, so then how did that how is your life different now gosh oh uh there's no words there's no words <laughs> um, um I mean I'm not the person who I was before um the person before was crying underneath the desk drinking herself to sleep mm -hmm. and now I mean I still enjoy the occasional beer beer don't get me wrong right. you know the occasional cry I mean it's all okay <laughs> so true so true but now I mean um I I own my own uh, business. I'm helping writers. Um, I now know that confidence is part of the writing journey, and that has been a huge thing, um, mm -hmm. as well as doing stuff like like losing weight, um, helping campaigns, um, you know, helping my family as well, taking my family on trips. That has been really awesome, um, and and also pursuing things that I had let die for a long time. So I was doing art now, um, and I think my confidence has changed. And and there's parts I'm still not confident in, but. I'm like, now I can look at it with like, okay, well, I will get there. It will be fine. You know, yeah, you can yeah. do it, you know, and you prove to yourself that you are fiery and you can get it done. You can do the things. So that is so, so inspiring. Okay. Now what is your most magnificent trip you've taken? Oh, my most magnificent trip. Gosh, that's a hard one. Um, Ooh, okay. It seems so far away in this pandemic life. I'm like, I just want to hear about it. <laughs> okay. So for sure, I will put Africa. Okay. Africa was awesome. I did that in 2019, actually right before the pandemic hit. We did yeah, it in November 2019. Yeah. And that was okay. So that was like an, an, a trip because um, it seemed like nothing was going to really work out. And I was like, well, should I pull the rug on this? And I was like, I'm like, good Lord. Like, what do you think? And like, literally he was just like, you know, just go for it you know and i told my sister this too i was like something about it god's just saying go for it go for it and like in the back of my head i was like i hope my parents are still gonna be around is that was that what I, i'm being told you know and i'm like oh no you, <laughs> you know literally so i was like oh, we should do this we should do this so we did that and then of course the pandemic hit three months later no one's been able to travel yeah. since so, so that was the timing that was like god was like no you're doing this this is gonna happen in 2019 yeah. and now was that a pain-free trip for you um, for the most part. And the reason okay. is because I was about a year out from my surgery being done. Uh -huh. So there's still scar tissue. Um, yeah. but it was way better than what I would have done before. So it, it was a fantastic trip. It was really, really worth it. So how did that feel? Like, how did you feel, you know, being so deep into your journey of like rediscovering you, discovering you, standing up for yourself, using your fiery nature for standing up for yourself, like how did it feel to just be in essentially, you know, just such a wonderful place and such a different place 
physically <laughs> in your own life and then also in the world. It felt empowering, you know, cause like I fought for myself, you know, and that was something that my, my, the little Masyad, you know, that's what she used to do. And so looking back, you know, you kind of was like, I, I called those people. I asked for their help. I, I did this. I stepped forward. I published that book. Um, and despite whatever the results were, um, I found that I'm like, wow, I, I can do this. And I felt really like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty cool. I got this, you know, so it was empowering that, um, just to, to be there. Now that I'm physically out of pain, I'm like, Hey, this is great. <laughs> right. That's amazing. I mean, and two, finding your, finding your pain-free life, finding your nerves and your feelings again, and then finding your ways to, to cope and to deal with things and also finding your dreams again and accomplishing your goals again. I mean, how, how have, has that changed for you? Like how, if you could talk to, to your little self, what would you say? What would you, what lesson would you, as if a little kid would listen to an adult talking, but yeah. what, what would you say if she would listen? Yeah. I think actually one of the most important things I've learned is truly not to care what other people think. That has been a game changer because I mean, you know, you, I think that the, the, the events in my life that I think I hold the most regret was when I listened to other people and instead of following what I want to do and what I wanted to, to accomplish. So that's probably, I mean, I, I don't know how like a small me would take that, but I'd be like, you know, just, just do you, you, you right? got this. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> yes. And it's okay. Yeah. And it's yeah, okay if you don't like that. that. Right. Yeah. I think that's so, I mean, that's so important in, in two, just to, I don't think you're alone or any of us are alone in so many people I've talked to, they think they have to have it all figured out by this age. Yeah. Like you have to know what you, people always use the phrase, what you want to be. And I'm like, okay, well that would be personality traits. That would be character. Not that everyone associates that with a job. You know, it's really, it's like, what do you want to do for how many hours a day? And so many people get, you know, so fixated on, I have to be this certain thing or do the certain job. And I think it's cool that you like, you tried different things and you realized what worked for you and what didn't, and you're still growing into that. And I think that's really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And it's been, it really has been a journey where like, I, I can look back and say like, yeah, I tried those things and I don't have to slam myself with shame or regret. It's like, all right, I tried it. And now I'm, I'm to where I actually, what I really actually wanted to be. So that's been awesome. That's so beautiful. I mean, like, honestly, I just love that so much because it's not that you're not alone in that. I mean, so many people, it, it's scary to uh, people use the phrase like reinvent yourself. And I don't know that, that that's what I think it is, but just to go deeper into finding what makes you, you and what sets your soul on fire, you know, going, doing the deep work to continue figuring that out and changing when you need to change and all the while along the way fighting for yourself. And I think it's so cool that fighting for yourself isn't always this big, huge fight as we picture it. Like it's making those awful phone calls. It's getting those. It's having to leave a voicemail and waiting for someone to call you back. It's having to write down that you talked to this person on this date and they said this and you call back this time. Like that's the fighting that you did. And a lot of times I think that's hardest work, but you did it. 
Yeah, and that is something that, man, I wish people would, you know, uh, share that message more. Totally true. It, it, the the wins that I got were an accumulation of years of talking and, and calling exactly. And I, I never wanted to call the lawyers. I was like, this is so much work. Like, I mean, maybe it'll go away, you know, but, you know, actually, I would love to share this message. Um, what I realized is that the life that I was living, it was full of pain and, you know, I had two roads in front of me and I felt like God was saying like, okay, well, like you could try this road and it's new and it might lead you to something better or you could use the same road and you already know what it's like. It's full of pain. So this is the same road that you're already familiar with. <laughs> and I was right. like, yeah. And I was okay. like, well, might as well jump to the other road then. I might as well try. If I already know that this is, this sucks. Might as well go to that road. Right. And you know, like God is going to be with you as long as you're like, Hey God, okay. With, I accept you with me. You know, he's going to be with you on all the roads. So it's so cool and freeing. Just that feeling of when you're like, you're, you're diving in and you're like, okay, I'm trusting you, God. I'm trying these things. I'm going to try this out. I'm going to do it. And it's just leading to such beautiful things for you. And, and I can tell that there's just so much more ahead, even that it's really, it's really special to, I know I, I kind of came in on the, the end of this, you know, your big stuff, but I think it's been really cool to see. Yeah. And it's exciting. Exactly. I mean, my, my plans, you know, so we'll see, or Hey, anything's possible, but like my plans is to take that and make it bigger, you know, and really help people and, and try to get their stories. You know, I, like we talked about this, like when you're a kid, you have these dreams and then even there's something happens, we you know a lot of things could happen and I want to help people, you know, climb those, those bridges faster, better, stronger, you know, instead of waiting 20 years to finally write their book. Don't do what I did. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It is never too late, but if you you yes. can try to do it earlier. You know? Yeah. So now how do you inspire your mom? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. Right? How do I inspire my mom? I bet you do. You know what? That's a, okay. So my mom, she's really, she's really kind and she's really generous and she's also very like, um, affirmation-y. That's not a word, but you know, like, so she actually does let me know, like, and so I appreciate this question because she has told me that she's very proud that I didn't give up, that I kept moving forward, that no matter that I hit many, many no's, that I just kept saying, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this done. And I really think that does, that does go back to the little girl um, who, you know, she was on fire, you know, and it was just like, I'm, I'm hitting walls, but I'm going to get over them. So she has told me that before. And it's been really nice. I'm always like, Oh, thank you. Yeah, that is so sweet. So good. And it's so, yeah, you have to tell people when they inspire you and when they, you know, even if it is your kids, especially when it's your kids, that's so important. So I love that. Now I want to know, I don't really know how to ask this question. This wasn't a planned question, but <laughs> I love it. how your family, like what's your family's story now? You know, you had your mom that went through what she went through with seasonally being back forth, back forth with not being confident in her reading because that was neglected, um, that inspired then her daughters to be readers. Um, and now you that have will inspire future generations to not give up and to not take no for an answer and to fight for yourself. Like, what does that look like as far as like future generations from now looking back and doing their like, I don't know, their history, their family history, like what will they say about who they come from? Oh gosh. Wow. That's a great question. Sorry, I should have prepped you for this question. <laughs> no, that's great. Into my mind. I love it because it's going to 
be like, it's going to be very raw, very authentic question. So I love that. Man, when I, when I see my family though, uh, I hope, and I think, I hope that this is a message that, that resonates, you know, we all, we all have struggles and, and, you know, everything like that, but my family, um, I'm, I'm very close to, uh, my mom's side of the family and, and then my dad's side of the family is really small. So, uh, and they don't even live here. So, um, but my, that whole family has been very inspiring to me. Um, especially because they got through those trials of having to work and having to, to be there. Like, I mean, um, for example, my family inspires me a lot, but my same, the same uncle who he had, um, the polio he had polio yeah. at one years old but his dad my grandfather he was still like you need to work as as harder than the rest of us so my mom has a story where she would watch my uncle pulling his crutches through the fields at agriculture you know and trying to keep up with the tomatoes and he would fall oh all, all the time and he'd get back up on his crutches because back then it was just the wooden crutches well, right. um, yeah and she said like i'd watch him fall but my grandfather would not let us help him because you know in the world he had to be independent um and that story has really stuck with me you know when I visit my uncle today I'm just like you know cause sometimes you know and I think everybody needs confidence sometimes he's like you know like oh I didn't really accomplish anything and I'm like are you kidding me like you <laughs> inspired all of us yeah and and my aunt who went through the um the Chicano movement that happened in California, you know, she fought for all of the women in their family to go to school, you know, so that was a big thing because, um, it, it wasn't like popular for the women to go to school. So, and so all of them, or most of them have their college educations. And so one of the things that I would love to, um, be a message of my family is, is supporting each other's and, even if somebody's not your family, supporting and being kind and extending and also like empowering. So no matter what your, your, your circumstance might be, whether, you know, you might not have your legs like my uncle or you're born in a situation where not much is expected of you, like my aunt and her sisters, you know, you can still move forward. There is a way forward, even if it doesn't quite seem clear at first. That's, that's probably like what I would want to pass on to people. Oh, I love that. I see that just in the family stories you've told and in your own story. And I think that's so special. It's so cool to know who we come from and to learn about who we come from. Um, so I think it's cool that your family shares those stories. I mean, you've shared the hard along with the love and the grace and the strength. That's really, that's really special and super cool. Thanks. Yeah. And we have some really great family parties too. Like, it's well, right. they, share the fun. they share the fun. Like, it's not just like, oh, we have these hard stories. You know, like it's the, it's the good. You have to have that. You have to have it all. I mean, you have to have that, that well-roundedness, that openness, that like, we're going to talk about the hard. We're going to cry together. We're going to yell at each other when we're mad. But gosh dang, are we going to celebrate? And are we going to have a birthday? Like, I love that people that, so Masiel and I work together and she takes off every person's birthday and her family. And I am always like, that is so fun and so cool. And it inspired me to like start putting my family member's birthday in my Google calendar. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, for, I have forgotten a birthday before. Like I have literally, I'm like, I'm a horrible person. Like Masiel is oh, taking no. days off for her family's <laughs> birthday. 
so like I love okay so what's a this is random not random but it's a tangent here what do you guys do for birthdays and for celebrations how do you celebrate yeah oh my gosh okay so I'm totally the spoiled one I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there okay so yeah usually um when we celebrate birthdays it's me my, my mom my dad and my sister and those are the, the those birthdays and it's funny because like okay so their birthdays January February March right straight up and yeah. then got like six months and then it's me <laughs> we've been waiting for this yes so like I, I like no shame I literally make it about myself like all the time I'm like oh I need everything so <laughs> I'm not even joking because like for my mom my dad my sister's birthday since they're so close um what we tend to do is we go to dinner and like my mom want to go to the beach um and then maybe we, well, in the before times we would go to the movies um right the before times yeah. <laughs> I miss the movies so much um and um so we probably do something like that and we go for a ride my dad like loves just long car rides but when it comes to my birthday I'm always like I live really close by right I always want to go to Disneyland <laughs> I want to go to oh, Disneyland so yeah so we will like every year except for this year but you know we will go to well, Disneyland right. and just like I'm just I love it I love Disney I love oh my gosh so I love the rides on Disneyland side and then I love the beer selection on the California land side <laughs> so, oh, yeah see I've never been there so I don't know what this is like oh it's so much fun it really is like it just takes you back to being a kid and I feel like you know like everything inside is just no there's no worries you know you just have right. fun yeah literally the happiest place you are in the happiest place you've got that is so sweet and fun well I love that you take the time to celebrate I mean I think that's so that's so important celebrating not just like your wins in life but also just celebrating your life I mean, that's, that matters. That's important. Yeah. It's so important. You know, sometimes I think like you and me, like we sometimes we're, we're going, we're going, we're going. And it's like, hey, it's okay to take a breather, right? Yeah. Right. It's okay to take a minute and be like, okay, just appreciate and enjoy. And, oh, I love that. Okay. So what does five years from now look like for you? Ooh, okay. All right. So I'm, I've talked about this with uh, you and Trish. Okay. Ooh, I got, I got butterflies in my stomach. Okay. So that's how I know it's happening. Okay. It's good. So, butterflies. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, my ultimate vision is to, um, be a animation director and producer. I want to own my own animation slash storytelling house. And essentially what I want to be is like a Tyler Perry of the Medea movies. Um, I want to, I'm, I'm him next in like a female version where it's like, I own my own studio and I'm taking people's stories and I'm making them come to life, whether that's publishing books and I want to, I'm, I'm aiming to have my own imprint um, and then um, making movies or helping them get into TV shows. I do, I want to be at that level that's that's what's on my heart is um being my own creator and helping other people get through and put, putting their stories out so yeah that was intense you will do it i mean you will definitely do it and you have an internship coming up i don't know how much you can say or would say but that will help surely with that i would think with i'm getting, so excited goals. Yeah. i did i got an, an internship in the film industry so this is the next phase <laughs> you know? and it was, was paused because of 2020 correct yes everything was paused but it you it, it's back <laughs> it's yeah. happening again so that's that's so exciting and what do you what do you learn in the waiting oh you know what okay so that's that's a really good question because um, when the pandemic hit and, um, you know, 
a lot of people's jobs were either paused or just totally terminated. Um, I was very fortunate that I was still working um, yeah. online because I had I had gone to the online space, you know, kind of how we talked about um, a, a couple of years ago. So I already had a little bit of a foothold. Um, but, you know, honestly, like I wish that I would have just taken a beat more often, you know, because I saw like, all three of my family members um, and my boyfriend, all of their jobs paused. So right. I felt the need to work more and more. Um, but exactly. now that we're kind of almost on the clear of the pandemic, I look back and I'm like, I wish I would have got, they were outside a lot, you know, they were gardening or they were doing this and they were like, walking and I was like, it was like hustle, hustle, hustle. So um, now that we're at the end of this, um, and I thank God for the message though now is that um, I should have paused more and taken in that moment and really taken a breath with those that I love. Um, so I think that was a big message for me. Um, and moving forward, I think that's going to be a message for me to take forward. Yeah. Now, how do you implement that going forward? Um, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to change my office hours. So instead yeah. of like, yeah, working from like, you know, dusk till dawn um, or vice versa, um, yeah. you know, I'm trying to say, okay, like this is a, a planned day. So uh, one of the things I've done is that I'm looking forward um, on my calendar to see, you know, whose birthdays or whose anniversaries or my anniversary and yeah, right? <laughs> putting on the calendar. Yeah. So this way I'm not like, like, Oh, we're going to work. I'm like, okay, no, it's, I'm actually going to take the break. So that's been one of the big things I'm trying to do. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cause especially when you are working online already, you know, in that online space and you are a private contractor or a business owner you can make your own hours. So it's good to, sometimes though, we don't think to, to actually do that. And to actually, so I love that you're learning that lesson and you're getting, you know, fitting those downtimes in and those taking a moments in, because then when stuff starts back up, you know, it's going to be even harder when the world starts back up or up in a different way. I think it's even harder to remember to take those moments. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, when, uh, when I was working at a nine to five, I mean, I would pretty much, well, no, not even then maybe. Well, but uh, I would, once you leave the building, you kind of know that you're done with work and anything else that you do is extra, right? Yeah. And when you're kind of your own boss or you're working in a digital space, you know, as long as your laptop is near you, you could work at any time, which can be a right. pro and a con. So exactly. you got to set those Often a con. Often a con. It really is that, you know, forcing yourself to be disciplined yes. enough to put those hours on your, yeah, it's like, no, these are my work hours. These are my office hours. These are this is my playtime. This is my fun time. This is my do grown up things time. You know, it's, you have to have those, those times put on your, your own time. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's important because if you, if you burn the candle at both ends, then you kind of start to not be helpful for anyone. And that's not what you want. Like you're striving to be helpful, but it's like, you got to take your rest though. That's really important. And that's something that I learned with my spinal injury is that I had to be comfortable saying to somebody like, I can't do that. Um, I need rest, you know? And that was, that was big because I looked fine and people would be like, here, can you lift this? Like, I literally can't because I, I made a mistake once when I lifted um, something that I shouldn't have. And then it popped and I spent two weeks on the couch. You couldn't even move me to the bed. Aww. So it was like, you do not worth it. Yeah, not worth it. <laughs> Set those boundaries for yourself, right? Yeah. yeah, such good advice. And we do often have to learn those lessons the hard way, but you learned it. So that's what's, that's definitely what's important. Yeah. Okay. Well, Marcial, this was so great to talk with you. I absolutely loved hearing your story, your family story. I am inspired by you. 
if people want to get in contact with you, um, whether it's for coaching, to read some of your books, to listen to either of your podcasts, to get the writing help that they need, um, how can they contact you? Yeah, um, so if you are interested in writing a book, first I recommend checking out the How to Write a Book podcast. That's the full name of that. And I, I have over 100 episodes on there and interviews with people about writing the, the writing process. And that's going to lead you to my website, Blackhearted Story Studios. And that's like my studio um, foundation. So if you um, have any questions, I have coaching on there, some resources, YouTube channel as well um and um if you're interested in romance as well you can check out the hopeless romantic podcast that's gonna be pretty cool <laughs> I, i'm excited because we just started that one so i'm pretty excited for where that one's going so blackhearted story studios or maciel at blackhearted story studios.com is primarily where you can reach me and then uh, for my books um i have an amazon page so if you just look up my name um it's a pretty unique name so you could find me pretty easily <laughs> and I'll put it in the show notes and everything. So that's so cool. Well, thank you so much. I hope people definitely check out your website and all that you have to offer and give people and people can follow you along to see as you grow. And I can't wait to see where this, these next five years take you. I think it's going to be really special. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Anna. <laughs> I really appreciate you having me. It's been really good. And um, I'm so looking forward to it. Everything that you do. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Bye. Oh my word. Thank you all so much for listening. Just like Maciel, I hope that you see how there is a part of your story that was meant to be your biggest lesson. The part that let you see the strength and the uniqueness that was in you all along, that God placed in you from the start. You can do hard things. You can try and fail. Most importantly, you can grow and become who you're made to be. Be sure to check out Maciel's website, blackheartedstudios.com. The details will be listed in the show notes along with all the other awesome ways you can contact her. Have a great day, guys. Bye.